Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni on vsin It's a Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line presented as always by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast in Jersey. I'm Stormy Bonantoni holding it down at our VEASAN studio in Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. This place has been popping the last few days, weeks when it comes to the NBA and NHL finals. Michael Lombardi, the Golden Knights and Denver Nuggets, both one game away from the first titles uh in franchise history for both of those organizations pretty dang cool yeah really cool especially consider that the vegas knights have only been in existence for five years long long history long history (laughs) denver goes back to the aba i think they have won an aba title but not an nba title so you know they've got they've always had great players in denver and this could be their moment and as we watch the series unfold i think it's true you know in seven game series the better team eventually is imposes their will, and I think we're seeing that in both series. Yeah, we'll have our guy, Jonathan Von Tobel, senior NBA handicapper here at VEASAN on the show tomorrow. He usually joins us on a Sunday, but with uh, the— No the, game. Yeah, but with the potential final game coming up tomorrow, we want to make sure we get his full breakdown then. Were you surprised at all, by the way, to see Denver a, a nine-point favorite again at home in this spot with Miami backs against the wall? We know that they're this— cockroach never gonna die type of a team yeah um i said i feel like the series is over but eight and a half nine points sitting in that number again is always Seems a little like questionable a lot, right yeah yeah i mean you know and and even the other game that uh, that denver covered uh you know there was a moment where you thought for sure miami was going to cover that nine and a half spread but you know denver made the plays in the fourth quarter in the last game bruce brown was sensational he had 11 points in the fourth quarter miami shoot makes only eight three pointers the entire game so yeah i do think it's a little bit they haven't scored 100 points in any game so far mm-hmm. this year stormy against denver so and denver has kind of owned them and if you go back to game 2 it, it took a, a herculean effort for Boss, for miami to win that game and i'm not sure they can duplicate that I think this will be another close game. Jokic didn't play good. Now, where is his ankle? I think that's the key. Is he better? How does he feel? I thought he looked sluggish and tired in the game last game. You know, and they still were able to win. Not that he played poorly, by no means, because he is the best player in the league by a lot. 
And so, but I do think that he was tired, and this three-day rest I think will energize him, and they seem to have the will. I mean, every comment that I read from him is all about team. It's all about Mm -hmm. imposing their will and doing what they have to do to play well. I mean, Murray had 12 assists in the last game, only 17 points. I mean, think about this. They beat Miami with Murray and Jokic not playing and not scoring, let's say that, Mm -hmm. to the level that they're typically used to. Yeah, and it's something that I don't know if maybe it's just because I didn't watch like enough day-in, day-out NBA regular season basketball to know, but I feel like a lot of the talk about the Denver Nuggets coming into the postseason was a knock on their depth, and their depth has been what I think has really helped make the difference when you compare them and the Miami Heat in this series, that yes, they have the star power with Jamal Murray and Jokic, but they have different guys stepping up um, and and making an impact, like especially what we saw last game specifically. So we'll see how yeah. things do play out there, Michael. I, I think Malone, Malone handled that. I mean, he talked about that in his press conference after the game. I mean, think about this now. When, when Jokic picked up that fifth foul, you know, everybody in the stadium was nervous, right? But it has been, and he remember he had foul trouble in the Lakers series, but this bench has responded. And that next five minutes when he was on, when he was sitting next to Malone, they played their best basketball. So credit their depth. I agree, Stormy. We, uh, like I said, we'll talk more about this game a little bit tomorrow. We'll also have Thomas Gable on the show, which he's usually on a Sunday as well, but it is his son's birthday. So giving him some well-deserved family time. Um, Coming up here in just a little bit, we'll have Vikings radio analyst Ben Lieber join us, break down all things Dalvin Cook and outlook for the Vikings. But I want to talk some quarterbacks with you here, Michael. And I'm going to give you some prop options. We're going to break it down in a few different categories. But as DraftKings is opening up different markets, I feel like every single day we have passing yards props available now for some of these quarterbacks. So let's get into it. Your first category here is going to be former MVPs. So Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Mm -hmm. Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson. Let's look at these numbers. You can only bet one of these guys over. Patrick Mahomes sitting at 4,800 and a half. Aaron Rodgers, 4,050 and a half. Lamar Jackson, 3,625 and a half. You can only choose one. Well, Lamar, today we listened to Todd Munkin talked about how they are going to throw the ball more. And they are going to rely on the passing game more than the running game when they had Greg Roman calling the run. So my instincts would be to take Lamar Jackson here, although 3,600 yards for Lamar Jackson seems like a lot. But I do think if they're going to improve offensively, they've got to throw the ball. They've got to make big plays in the passing game. And Lamar seems to be on course for that. So my instincts are take Lamar. I lean towards Aaron Rodgers because I think he will throw the ball quite a bit. I think in that offense, he will make a lot of plays. But on the surface, I'll take Lamar. What about you? You're so funny. The one I was going to take was the one you didn't mention in Patrick Mahomes. So, Jackson, the reason that I find it hard to get on board with, even with Todd Monken putting an emphasis on Lamar Jackson passing the ball more, is just that even like in his best season passing that he's had, he just went over around 3,100 yards roughly. Yeah. Um, and that was his MVP 2019 season. So that just seems like a big jump, especially knowing that he's only played 12 games in each of the last two seasons. If there's potential for maybe the injury bug to sneak in again a little bit. Um, so that was the one that I wanted to avoid, to be honest with you. But with Patrick Mahomes gone over this number back to back seasons, the expectation last year was for maybe the passing yards to take a slight step back without Tyreek Hill. And he ends up having a career high. So yeah, I feel I, like Mahomes can I, I do it again. 
you know, and they throw it. But here's the thing, and one thing about Andy Reid, one thing about this pick for you is even when they're ahead, they throw it. You know, most mm-hmm. people take the air out with their run game. Andy Reid's four-minute offense at the end of games isn't always about running the football. So that allows him to make more plays. He trusts Mahomes with the football at the most critical time. So, yeah, I, but, you know, one of the things you always worry about with a team that throws it as much as them is is will they will they back off a little bit at certain points? And I, and I think ultimately that could. Look, they, they've been very fortunate. They have not had injuries. Mm-hmm. I know Mahomes got hurt in the playoffs, but they have been, especially if they don't have Kelsey for 17 games, it'd be hard for him to get to this number. Yeah, I think Rodgers is reasonable too there at the even money price. Um, last year, we know for a season that he played 15 or more games, that was his lowest passing output of his career period. So you feel like he's going to get back into form, uh, especially with some of the young talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball there in New York. How about new places now? We're going to change the category here. Mm. And I mean, this should have been rookies plus Derek Carr, really, if we were, you know, truthful to what this name of the segment is. But new places. We got the Saints, Derek Carr to go over, or any of these rookies, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson to go over their number. Richardson, the lowest by far, not knowing whether or not he's going to be a day one starter, 2,600 and a half yards. Yeah, I think Richardson must be plus 115, right? Not minus 105, right? Um, I can't imagine he's... That's what we have right now, minus 115. Wow. Wow, to go over. Well, you know, I I find it hard to believe just based on his inexperience. I know everybody thinks he's just going to transition into that offense. Took Jalen Hurts a while to transition and offseason into that offense. I think I lean Bryce Young here. I think Carr certainly can go over 3,900. I think that's that's almost like a gimme, but the minus 110. If you want a good deal... Bryce Young at 3,500. I think Bryce Young can throw the football, and I think Bryce Young will make plays in the passing game. I don't see them having a liability with Bryce Young on the field, so I'll go Bryce Young here. I like the Young pick, and I was between Bryce Young and Derek Carr, but because you picked Young, I will pick Carr with the New Orleans Saints. Prior to last year where he had, what, 3,522 yards? Prior to that, 4,000-yard seasons in four straight um, I feel like with this new offense, maybe a little newfound confidence in a new place and new offense. He'll he'll get over the number again and, and get back to the type of player that he's capable of. Let's go to fourth year quarterbacks. Mm. Some of these guys with very, very high expectations, mind you. Joe Burrow, his prop sitting at 4,425 and a half. Justin Herbert, 4,550 and a half. He had the second most pass yards last year behind only Patrick Mahomes. Tua Tungo-Vailoa, will he be healthy and get 4,000 plus? Jalen Hurts coming off second in MVP voting last year. Will he get over his prop? Or Jordan Love, first year as the full-time starter in Green Bay, taking over for Aaron Rodgers. Can he exceed expectations? Which fourth-year QB are you taking over? I'm going to take, and this is going to shock you, I, I lean towards Herbert here because I think with Kellen Moore joystick, he'll call a 1,000 passes. And certainly if they stay healthy, Mike Williams healthy all year, you know, they have a chance they're going to throw the football, Eckler included. I, 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 if I took a flyer, if I took a flyer, it would be Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Because if you understand LaFleur and how he operates with their two backs in the backfield, they're not a run team. They're a pass team. He wants to throw the football. And they have some skill players. Now, they're young. You know, they are young, but they can throw the football. And if love's any good, and if you believe love can be any good, I think he'll get above this number. Oh, okay. I like it. We'll see. I, I kind of lean with you with Justin Herbert. 
Tua, that was an automatic X out no for me. He's yeah. never gone over that number. And with the health stuff, I just can't trust it. It's not worthwhile to me. Where's my Mike White number? That's what I want to see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was bad. I'm sorry. I take it back. Okay, one more. Super quick. Low expectation quarterbacks. Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett, Justin Fields, Desmond Ritter. If you had to take one of those guys over, who are you interested in? Uh- it's got to be Daniel Jones. If the Giants are going to be good, it's got to be Daniel Jones or and the Mac number's Jones. Low. It's going to be the Jones brother. Yep. Yeah, they're, if they're good, if they're good teams, they've got to go over those numbers. You know, Ritter, Ritter. I mean, there's MVP Justin Fields. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> Femi's all over that. I'm sure he's all. He's probably running to the window right now. Minus 105. He's thinking, what a good deal. Um, <laughs> but good stuff. Okay, I like that. The Jones brothers. He says, gotta go over for their teams to have success. Mac Jones sitting 3400 and a half plus 110 the price, and Daniel Jones 3300 and a half at an even money price. Okay, when we come back. The Minnesota Vikings coming off a 13-4 and season in 2022, but is regression coming? Plus, Dalvin Cook released. What are the expectations for Alexander Madison? We'll discuss it all with Vikings radio analyst, former NFL vet Ben Lieber. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. All you got to do is download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is the Lombardi line on Beeson, the sports betting network alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony here. One of the biggest news items in the NFL this past week, the Vikings releasing running back Dalvin Cook on Friday to help us break it down uh, as well as all things Vikings. Excited to welcome into the show Ben Lieber of the Vikings radio network, former NFL linebacker, spent nearly a decade 
decade in the league, now sharing his expertise as an analyst and sideline reporter for the team, as well as KFAN Sports Radio. Thanks so much for doing this, Ben. I would normally ask, hey, how's your offseason going? But whether you are an active player or not, there is no offseason, is there? <laughs> well, yeah, not really. Uh, it's always a, it's a pleasure to be on with you guys, Stormy. Uh, it's fun to be on with you as well. You know, the offseason just never ends in the NFL. You know, I was just at practice, the, the OTAs the other day, and, you know, there's, there's always something to talk about, and there's always some NFL news, and we've had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of Dalvin Cook news lately. Yes. Yeah, I mean, take us through the mindset. You know, this Dalvin Cook story has not been a secret, Ben. I mean, we've known he's going to get released. I'm shocked that nobody wanted to trade for him, understanding the salary. But what – and when they signed Madison to this kind of economically friendly deal, that meant the end of Cook. What was their mindset behind that? Well, it seems like there's a li- there might be a little bit of a philosophical shift offensively. Um, you know, this offseason, they signed Josh Oliver from the Ravens. You know, a lot of people think that he's the best blocking tight end in the league. They re-signed C.J. Ham, the fullback, which a lot of people didn't think last year when KOC took over that he was really going to fit in the offense. And then he goes out there and proves his worth not only on special teams, but in, in the offense itself. And then you start hearing the, the news that, you know, they might move on from Dalvin. They, they re-signed Madison to a little bit more of a starter salary. And you put it all together and you, you add up the fact that they were not really happy with the way the running game went last year. A lot of negative yards, uh, a lot of a lot of plays just right at the line of scrimmage. Either no no net gain or lost yards really put their offense, the the passing offense, in a bind. I, I think they're going to go big boy ball. You know, I, I think they just wanted to beef up the the blocking schemes. They want to get a little bit more downhill, and I think they're okay with on first and second down, just getting some positive yardage, which which Madison will do. So limit the negative yards, uh, get more positive yards to help out the passing game. I think that's that's really where the uh, the whole thing started. Do you have a an understanding or an idea of why where might be the best landing spot for him? Miami has been floated around a lot lately, but what are you hearing? Yeah, I mean Miami's been floated around a lot lately. I think that's the obvious choice. You know, although I don't always think guys going back to play kind of back in their hometown is always the smartest thing to do. Just a lot of distractions, a lot of expectations. And, you know, with, with that offense, yes, they can be pretty dynamic, but, you know, I think they actually want to be, you know, sort of a passing offense as well. So, you know, how, how many touches is he going to get down there? Um, You know, Denver has been floated around as well. Although recently, I think according to pro football talk, it sounds like they're, they might be, kind of out on the Dalvin Cook sweepstakes. But it makes a lot of sense with George Payton being there. You know, George Payton was the assistant GM under Rick Spielman with the Vikings for a long time, so he has a lot of familiarity. So it sort of makes sense from that standpoint. But, um, you know, I, I don't really hear anything else as far as, you know, other teams stepping up. So it seems like Miami is in the driver's seat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, it, he's a really good player. A lot of it's going to come down to financial. Nobody really has a lot of money. Let, let, you mentioned play big boy ball, right? So we got Kirk Cousins, and we know he voids his contract after this season. And where are they going when he voids this contract? 
Do you believe they'll re-sign him? Now, once he voids the contract, they're going to carry $28 million of debt. So the gift of Kirk Cousins keeps on giving to the Minnesota Vikings, maybe not so much in playoff wins, but in terms of salary cap losses. Where do they go when he voids? That's a great question. You know, and, and along that line, you know, look, I project that Kirk's going to have another great year. You know, he's been showing a lot of improvement in some of the areas of uh, some, some of his weaknesses, you know, just, you know, pocket awareness, you know, scrambling, you know, being a little bit more of a play creator. He's gotten a lot better with that. And, and I imagine another year in this offense with, with Jordan Addison as a wide receiver now that I, I think that he's going to have a great year. So what are you going to do with a guy that statistically and I think in game situations plays at a really high level do you just let him go? And you're also going to be signing Justin Jefferson probably pretty shortly. You know, you, you have TJ Hawkinson. You're probably going to resign, although I think there's some speculation whether they actually give him a long-term contract just based on the, the, the salary cap situation. Christian Derisaw is going to have to be resigned as a left tackle. Um, so there, there are other guys that you have to take care of. There's only so much money to go around. And if you sign all those guys offensively, but you don't sign and find the most important spot in football, you put your team really in a big bind. So I don't know what the plan is going to be. Um, my sense is that Kirk, it seems like at least his camp is saying that, you know, they were looking to take a little bit less money on an extension this year. Um, you know, he's, he's had a lot of leverage uh, throughout his career. And it sounds like maybe, you know, if, even if he has a good year, he's not going to command this top dollar. He may take a, a team-friendly deal, um, especially if the defense turns around and they have a true championship-level team. Then the I'm crossing my fingers that they can re-sign him after another big year, and it's not going to kill them with the salary cap. Here with former NFL linebacker, now closely covering the Vikings on the Vikings radio network, Ben Lieber, at Nacho Lieber on Twitter, which just top tier. Twitter name, by the way. Um, Let's stick with that kind of theme, though, of contracts and what's going on with players. How about Daniil Hunter? Why would the Vikings, because there's been so much talk about them potentially moving on from him. Is that a dollars and cents thing, or what's the reasoning? Because you've already done so with with, uh, Zadarius Smith. Why Daniil Hunter now is a possibility to be gone? You know, it could be a dollars and cents thing. It seems like that right now. I mean, he's made, what, uh, you know, almost $72 million with the Vikings, which has been great, but you know, I, I have to think uh, if I put myself in his shoes, are you really putting him in the best situation to succeed? You know, I don't, I don't think that the three, four was necessarily good for him last year, even though he did have double digit sacks, but he was very inconsistent. I mean, there was, there was not that constant pressure that we, we saw to him out of years before. And it sounds like under Brian Flores, it's going to be that sort of hybrid defense as well. So he may be looking at it like, look, guys, this is not the best scheme for me. You know, I, I need to truly have my hand in the dirt, um, get a bunch of rushes, set guys up. I don't need to be dropping into coverage. I don't need to be doing all this other disguise stuff. You know, just let, let me go and be the, be the guy that kind of got me here. So I think there's a little bit of both. Um, although I think if he gives us Brian Flores defense a chance, I think he could probably get a, a few free sacks in there just because, you know, the, the nature of, of the philosophy for Flores is just create a whole bunch of, you know, disguises and deception and chaos, and you're going to have some free rushers. And I'm, I'm going to guess that Daniel could have, you know, three or four free sacks this year. 
Yeah, let's go. We're a betting network, Ben, and everything's about the over totals this time of the year. Last year they won 13. I, I used to say all the time, Kevin O'Connell should go to a casino. He had to be the luckiest guy of all time. I mean, so many times he pulled rabbits out of his hat. I, if I owned, if I was Derek Stevens, I wouldn't have let him in circa. But anyway, that being said, what do you think that? What is realistically their win total for you in your mind? I know. I'm kind of with you. It was it was a super exciting year last year. I mean, so many so many games that just kind of came down to the fourth quarter and the comeback against um, what, what was it? The Bills. Um, and and any every game. I mean, it's well. unbelievable. The Bills can't quarterback oh. sneak it and they lose. I know it was it was incredible. I mean, I can't believe that we had some snow snow flurries that day. I mean, it was iconic uh, there in Orchard Park, and then the huge you know historic comeback against the Colts. I mean. Yeah, I I don't see them I don't see them uh, mimicking the same thing as last year. They're playing a first place schedule. It's going to get much tougher. I do think the defense is going to be much better. Like I mentioned before, under Flores. So, um, you know, I would probably going off of last year, I'd take the under. But I think they're going to be a stronger team and and be able to compete at least in the first round of the playoffs. We're up against it, Ben. But can I talk about your Wildcats briefly, real quick? Is K State going to oh, run it back please. in the Big Twelve? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah. You know what? I think Will Howard, um, he took so many big strides uh, this last year. And I think that he, that dude is playing with so much confidence and so much moxie. And I think that he, you know, he could sneakily be, you know, a, a you know late first round, maybe second round draft pick if he has another good year. So all that being said, I think, I think my boys can do it. Awesome stuff. They're going to miss ben. Deuce Vaughn, but they've got their head coach back. They've got their quarterback. I love it, Ben. Awesome stuff. Yeah, thanks, Stormy. Thank you, guys. We will be right back on the Lombardi Line. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get the daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Plus, top VSIN experts leaderboard where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand for recent pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access as well. All you got to do is become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign up now, just $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Thank you to Ben Lieber for joining the program. Chuck Pagano earlier in hour one as well. If you missed anything, make sure you download the Lombardi line in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Michael, as we roll along here talking NFL, I know yesterday you and Femi broke down some of the AFC and where notable tickets are going in the futures market. So today we're going to do a fade or follow edition of the NFC. Were, were there any yesterday you were particularly passionate about, though, very anti or on board with in the AFC? You know what's interesting? I thought the AFC, the North, the Steelers getting all the love, the tickets and the money. That I found that interesting. It's a confidence in Mike Tomlin, I think, mm. because last year, you know, they were able to, to rally. They had more wins than the Cleveland Browns, who I think are a team that has talent. It has to work together. And we talked with Chuck Pagano earlier in the show about the impact of coordinators, and we asked him about uh, Vic Fangio in Miami, and I feel like Jim Schwartz in Cleveland will make a big difference. They get Zedarius yeah. Smith to go along with Miles Garrett. They'll play the wide nine scheme that he runs. They'll use the defensive front. One thing about Schwartz that has always been his mainstay is it's hard to run the football on his front. 
He's very good at gap control. He's very good at making the offense play one-dimensional, which is pass, which then sets up for his pass rush. So I think that'll make a huge impact. But the Steelers getting this much love, mm-hmm. Stormy, surprised me. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I agree with what you said, though. It's got to be the number mixed with the confidence in Mike Tomlin because, I mean, year in and year out, the consistency in terms of wins that they've had on a yearly basis is pretty, pretty impressive what they've been able to do. So let's start out in the NFC East as we begin tackling each of these divisions. Shocker, everything's coming up Eagles after the Super Bowl appearance last year. Um, And that's despite having two coordinators gone in this spot. They're the favorite in the division at even money, highest ticket percentage, 48% of tickets, 56% of the handle and the biggest liability for bet MGM as well when it comes to these futures uh, in agreement with this one fade or follow. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I would fade. I think the Cowboys are a good team. I, I think that, you know, the Cowboys inability, you know, 94, 95 is the last time they've been in a championship game, you know, and that was with really Jimmy Johnson's team, but Barry Switzer was coaching it. Uh, they're good. I mean, they have everything that they need to be an effective team. This is a big year for Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles are a really good team, too. But one thing about being a defending NFC champion is people study you. There is a sense of, hey, if we're going to get anywhere, we got to beat this team. So that six-back offense that they run so effectively with Jalen Hurts as the leading ball carrier, you know, they're going to see different things play different ways. And the Cowboys have the only team, really, that has been able to match them with their speed. Washington beat them at home last year for their first loss. So I'm surprised that Dallas isn't getting more love. You know, Giant fans would tell you we're close, yet the tape doesn't tell you when you watch the games between Philadelphia and the Giants that they're close. Yeah, and, I mean, you can tell that the Eagles and Cowboys are close because even in terms of the odds, Eagles sitting there even money, but Dallas plus 190. Then you see the significant drop-off because the Giants, despite coming off a playoff season, 8-1 to in the division, Commanders 11-1. to And th- this Philadelphia team... I mean, it just seems like they're going to be really good again. And even when you look at their schedule coming into this year, at first you look at the opponent win percentage from a year ago and you're like, ah, this is going to be a really tough schedule. And then you actually look at the opponents and win totals um, for those opponents this year actually put them 25th in terms of the difficulty of strength of schedule. So not nearly as hard as it might look like in terms of last year's numbers. Let's take the first six games, right? You got Mac Jones didn't have a good year. You got Kirk Cousins at home. He doesn't play. You dominated Kirk Cousins at home. You're going to have either Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell or uh, Jacoby Brissett. If Matthew Stafford can make it through five games healthy, who knows? And then you've got Aaron Rodgers. So every schedule is not about the team. It's about the quarterback. Love that perspective. And speaking of the quarterback, before we move on from this division, Jalen Hurts obviously made a huge jump from year two to year three. Is that a progression that you can see continuing for Hurts, or does he level off and maybe take a step back even? I think he's going to level because I think, to me, the way they run this scheme is predicated on his ability to run. He's another ball carrier in the offense, and you're always concerned that can he stay healthy, and he works hard, his body is in great shape. And he's got good skill players around him with a very good offensive line. But, you know, we saw last year, you know, when he got hit against, I think it was the New Orleans Saints game, you know, that became a problem. And so then he missed two games after that. So 
I, I think to me that's what always worries you. And they don't have a drop back pass game. They don't need one. They scored two hundred four points in the in the second quarter. They had a they had a, over a ten point lead at halftime by mm-hmm. in most games. So they don't need to play from behind. They never do. And so they don't need to really a drop back. Everything's play action with them, which really works well. And he's good in that system. So mm-hmm. I think he is what he is right now. If he has to play outside that comfort zone, maybe not to the same level. Let's go to the NFC North. I'm mad at myself I didn't ask Ben Lieber about this, but the Detroit Lions, the favorite again, despite the Vikings coming off the season that they did have. You talk so much about the luck factor in their 13-4 and four season, winning all those close games, but everything showing up Lions for the betting public as well here. Fade or follow Detroit in the NFC North? I'm going to fade them. I, I, I like, you know, I'm, you're going to be surprised who I like. I like Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Right, Green Bay's the best defensive surprised. team in the division. They're the best defensive team in the division, and they've still they've got look. They, Wilkins is a young receiver who's got talent. Dobbs, young receivers, got talent. They draft two tight ends, really good. Can they come through for them? They're a young team. Young teams scare the hell out of me, but they have talent defensively. They're not young defensively, and I think that defense can hang in there if they can play well in the kicking game and defense. And Jordan Love develops into a, a reliable player. You know. One thing last year, we saw Aaron Rodgers do something unlike Aaron Rodgers. He threw 12 interceptions. That's not who he is. The fact that the Packers and the Bears are on the same (laughs) win total, to me, is comical. The Packers' defense is good. The Bears, I don't know if there's good in anywhere. So I I think they're a sleeper. I really do. Now, opening day, I think they'll have a hard time. I think the beginning of September, I think the Packers will probably start slow because they're so young and they've got a new quarterback. But I think as they develop some maturity, I think they can be like the Steelers last year, surprise some people in the second half of the season. And I'm sensing a little bit of a theme with the Jordan Love. Love. I guess I could have termed that a little bit better. But with you thinking he's <laughs> going to go over um, his passing total as well. So maybe a little bit of a sleeper here for Green Bay. How about in the NFC? Yeah, he doesn't have to look over. You know, I think the other thing is he doesn't have to look over his shoulder anymore, right? He doesn't have to look and say, well, Rogers is there. You know, he could kind of – and they and if, if LaFleur understands who his team is and develops an offense around what Love does, not what Rogers did, then I think they can be successful. In the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints are the favorite now with Derek Carr under center, but the Falcons taking all of the money with the weapons they have on offense. Fade or follow? I'm fading. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers here. I like them. I like their their defense. I like their quarterback. He's already become the starter. You know, that didn't take long, did it? I mean, Andy (laughs) Dalton was supposed to be the starter. Look, I, I think, again, I am all about quarterbacking. Is Desmond Ritter going to be the guy? Maybe, but I watched all four games that he played. I didn't see him being able – he's got to take a huge step forward. You know, he had two touchdown passes in four games, didn't throw an interception. He was overly careful with the football. I don't like the Bucs, but I like the Panthers. And I think with Miles Sanders in the backfield, a really good offensive line, a very smart quarterback who's got dynamic leadership skills – and a defense that I think can be really good. Now, they need Brian Burns healthy. They've got two really good corners. They're going to need to get another outside rusher, whether it's Gratis Mattis or, or whom, Gross Mattis or, or someone else, but they need that. But their speed on defense is very good. Good value at plus 380 on the Carolina Panthers as well. Betters also seeing value on Seattle in the NFC West rather than the odds-on favorite San Francisco 49ers fade or follow. Uh, I, I still like the Niners. I know they don't have a quarterback. I do think Seattle's had a good offseason. Dramont Jones, the kid they got to play three technique, they're coming back. Bobby Wagner comes inside. 
They draft, uh, you know, they, they have a good draft. They get a legitimate corner in Weatherspoon. The receiver from USC and uh, and Dockway, uh, I, I forget how, uh, Smith, uh, I forget his, Jigba how to Smith say his last and, uh, name. In Jigba, yeah. In, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jigba. Yes, that's right. Jackson Smith. I mean, he's a very good slot receiver. Geno Smith, I think, can improve. You know, and with Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet at running back, the kid from UCLA, I like their team. I do. I, I think this is a two-team race. I really do. And I think the 49ers have to settle on that quarterbacking situation early because Seattle will improve as the year goes on. That's Pete Carroll's team. Mm-hmm. And, look, let's face it, last year, you know, they're driving a score to tie the game in the fourth quarter, and they turn that third quarter, they turn it over. Yeah, lots of high expectations for a 49ers team despite not knowing the full health of their quarterback situation. Uh, Brock Purdy, though, he has been throwing. And John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan seem confident that he'll be ready to go come day one. We shall see. Wrapping things up on the Lombardi line next. Keep it locked right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, remember, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points. You can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located here on the Las Vegas Strip as well as nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, Michael, it's not every day that I let 
Twitter drive our conversation and throw rundown topics <laughs> out the window. But a really interesting thing Uh-oh. just came up on my timeline, and it made me think of a question for you with all of these teams getting underway with mandatory minicamp. Training camps are going to be here before we know it. But one of my former colleagues at the Carolina Panthers, Kevin Donnelly, he's a, a former guard in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, sure. John McClain tweeted about an instance with him and Lamar Lathan back in the day that they got into a fight at training camp that carried into the weight room and they threw dumbbells at each other, but Mm. that coaches ended up loving it because nobody got hurt and there was fire and passion getting ready for the season. So curious, like your opinion in general, when it comes to these mini camps and training camps, like at what point is the competitiveness and the fire great, but also balancing, eh, okay, let's not get too out of hand here. Throwing dumbbells at each other. Those were, those were the days, I guess, Michael. Yeah, this can work in two directions, right? You know, when I was in Cleveland in 95, we had two players get into an altercation that kind of splittered our team a little bit. And then when I was with the Patriots, we had two players get in an altercation that bonded our team. And so they can kind of go in two different directions. But I, I think at the end of the day, you know, players' competitiveness. You know, this is where Jimmy Butler excels. I mean, he's not for everybody because he's so overly competitive that he rubs some people the wrong way, and it becomes a little bit of a toxic way if you're not adaptable to him. So, you know, I think Kevin Donnelly and and Lamar Lathan getting into it, you know, those teams down there, the Kevin Donnelly team, Lathan team, and if you go further back, I wrote about the Houston Oilers in my new book, Football Done Right, because they were so talented and yet they couldn't win a championship. They might be the most talented team ever assembled mm-hmm. by the great Monsignor Mike Holovac out of Boston College and the New England Patriots. He was their general manager, but they just couldn't get their culture right. They couldn't get everybody working together. And obviously, these are the kind of indications of it. And part of camp is, I say this all the time, Camp is not for bonding the team because 50 players in the camp aren't going to make the team. So who are we bonding with? Camp is about understanding and defining roles. Mm -hmm. And those roles have to help us today, tomorrow, and three months from now. And you've got to be able to grow within your role. Once we get to camp, once we get the Giants will go out to play Arizona week two. Then they go to San Francisco. That week, if they stay on the West Coast, that'll bond their team. Bonding occurs during a season when everybody's fighting together side by side. It doesn't occur when people aren't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like we're always having a little bit of a dig at the Jets, though, putting uh, their mini camp on the back burner and saying we don't need to do that. You ha- you got to have these opportunities still for everybody to, yeah. to define those roles even. Right. I, I think to me it's, you know, I, I came from a program and come from a program about hard work. And I always say what would, you know, not, not, you know, people say, well, you're, you, what would Belichick do? I know what Bill would do. What would Bill Walsh do? I work for him too, you know, and, and Walsh believed in player development. You know, the first year we're going to teach the players the system. The second year we'll develop the skills within the system. And he would have not passed up an opportunity to develop the skills within the system. People mistake his kindness and soft-spokenness for someone that wasn't a demanding coach. And look, you know, Football is a sport. Leadership is a sport where you have to demand. You have to push people further than they expect to go. And if you're giving out rewards before the season even starts, are you really going to be demanding? And then when the game's tough in the fourth quarter, where's the resolve? 
I, I think it's a calculated mistake. This this notion of rest, it sounds very analytical to me, or someone who's never put together a team before is telling him in his ear, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't see why. I know Aaron Rodgers needs to not be overworked. I know Dwayne Brown needs to be overworked. But the Jets are a young team who've had 13 playoff appearances since 1968 when they won the Super Bowl. This is not a franchise that has been a, around winners. I mean, th- this is not that. Yeah, you're trying to get to the playoffs for the first time since 2010. You would think you'd want to take advantage of every opportunity to figure some of these things out. Um, and just to put a bow on that whole conversation, Kevin Donnelly did quote tweet that John McLean memory said, despite our frequent altercations, Lamar and I are good friends and do keep in touch. The NFL is a brotherhood. <laughs> so there you go. Yes. Um, let's get to yeah. our, our... Kevin Donnelly, interesting <laughs> enough, Kevin Donnelly was a kid that... Started out at Appalachian State up in the mountains and transferred to North Carolina. That's when he became the third-round pick of the of the Houston Oilers because he transferred before transferring was very popular. When uh when Kevin and I used to work together, I mean I don't know how how much you talked to him one on one, but he is a firecracker of energy. That man and when we would do our shows for the Panthers post game shows at the time, one minute to air, he would scream at the top of his lungs. One minute, just to make sure everybody was dialed in. So uh, a leader on and off the field, Kevin Donnelly was. Uh, let's get to our pro tip of the hour, though. We do these, of course, every show here at VEASAN. And a lot of our conversation today centered around um, coordinators in the NFL and new places that they're going, which I think is a good reminder for win total betters and those that are looking into make or miss the playoffs markets that while, yes, handicapping NFL teams, head coach and quarterback are critical factors. You, you shouldn't discount the ability for an experienced coordinator to elevate a team. And we singled out specifically Vic Fangio with the Dolphins, Jim Schwartz with the Browns, and just how impactful a coordinator can be to kind of change up what you anticipate from a unit. I mean, look, we look no further than the New York football giants with Don Martindale did with their defense, what Mike Kafka did with their offense and Daniel Jones last year. Brian Dayball is the head coach. I mean, those two guys really made a huge difference on a team that Joe Judge was the head coach on. And Jason Garrett was initially the offensive coordinator that they could never get it fixed. And so it does. And I think you got to take this one step further too, Stormy. I think when we start to handicap games on Sunday, we've really got to dig deeper into the coordinator battle. You know, Martindale versus Philadelphia. You know, when you watch the Gus Bradley defense versus, you know, the, the Josh McDaniels offense, those, those are critical. And you have a lot of history behind that. And so you can go through some numerical studies. You know, what, what team gives Vic Fangio trouble? What coordinator understands what Vic's doing to attack him? And then what coordinator doesn't understand what Vic's doing and he can't attack him? So those are really part of the handicap and that you got to pay close attention to. VEASAN betting tips, pro tips available at VEASAN.com, searchable by sport and by show. And, you know, I was kind of laughing to myself, Michael, as we were going through the list of coordinators earlier that are in their new homes. We never brought up joystick, not once. 
Well, yeah, I mean, because it's it's an interesting hire. I mean, because they fired Lombardi because he couldn't run the ball. Remember, they're up by all those, you know, the first half. He comes out the second half against Jacksonville and runs, tries to run it three, four plays in a row. They can't get a yard. And so that the next nine plays are passes. And so they got frustrated. Well, Kellen Moore's not a big, you know, he's not going to establish the run. Yes, you know, you could say, well, let's face it. He's got, you know, he ran the ball for, for them in, in Dallas. Not really. I mean, when you pushed it, he never never got control of the game, which is why one of the reasons why Mike McCarthy wanted to take over the play calling. So uh, I, I do think that's going to be a critical, critical uh, hire out in Los Angeles. Do they have enough physicality within their offensive line to run the football and get control of the game? Look, I, I'm a believer you must throw the ball to score points, but I'm also a believer of some, you have to control the game. How do you control the game? Andy Reid kind of does it with his short passing game to a degree, but he will run the ball, and he has a tough physical practices. You've got to be able to have that if you want to win. The, the best teams in the National Football League can throw the football when the opponent knows they have to throw it. They can run the ball when the opponent knows they have to run it. That's what marks a champion. I feel like they're a team with all the talent in the world, and if they stay healthy, they just need to put it together. And I'm very curious if Kellen Moore can take a step in like his personal ability to be a coordinator and really be able to bring that all um, into one for the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a wrap for today, Michael. There you um, go, Stormy. I'm get e- ready. Yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow. We'll see if the Nuggets can wrap it up. We'll get JVT on the program, get his full breakdown. The Stanley Cup potential winners in Thursday. the Vegas I'll be with you on Tuesday, away. too. I'll be Ooh. with you on Tuesday to see. Uh, we'll handicap that one there. This is going to be a fun week. Although, as you said off the top of the show, I'm a little bit nervous once we get through both of these finals. <laughs> Major League Baseball on the Lombardi line. We'll see, we'll Uh-oh, see no. what we can do. Yeah, Elliot in my ear. No chance, and he's not wrong. We got to step aside here. The handle is coming up next. You won't want to miss it. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.